0: Hey, Being at Work listeners, welcome back to another episode. This is Andrea Butcher, your host, and oh my goodness, I am so grateful for today's conversation as our guest today is a very dear friend and someone I respect immensely. And our conversation is such a relatable one that's a reminder of the power in taking a pause. When I asked her about a pivotal moment in her life that taught her a lot about her leadership, She knew immediately it was a pivotal season in which she took the time to reflect and reclaim who she is after she quit a job. And as it turns out, it was the best thing that ever happened to her. Kim Ringham is the director of human resources at Foamcraft. But what you really need to know about Kim is how she's learned to have more self-control versus trying to control everything. Focusing the need to control on what's happening within her. It's an important message for all of us high achievers. So listen in as we talk about reflection. Paying attention to the story that we're telling ourselves. And finding the opportunity in the pause. Check it out.
1: I am born and raised here in Indianapolis. I studied hospital administration as an undergrad. I was sure, just certain about myself, that I wanted to work in healthcare. I've had the privilege to do that for about 15 years, a little shy of 15 years in various settings. Have earned a master's degree in healthcare administration and spent several years leading human resources for a local wonderful healthcare nonprofit. And in 2019, especially heading into 2020, just kind of came to terms with that I I, I felt like I'd kind of lost my way. I didn't know really who I was anymore or what I was doing professionally. Um, and it was impacting me personally. And so it's funny, I was talking with my husband about doing this recording and telling him that we were going to talk about this being a season and not a moment, Um, and he disagrees. He said, no, Kim, it was a moment. Really? Um, And I think it was a season, and we can talk about that, but he recalled and reminded me that there was a day in December of 2019 where we were driving to dinner to meet someone, and I was telling him about something that had happened and looked at him resolutely in that moment and said firmly, I have to quit my job. And so he remembers it as a specific moment. One of the things I know to be true about myself is that when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So when those words came out of my mouth, There was no going back from that moment. And then that really launched us into um, the season of the pause, which is really what I I chose for my word of the year in 2020. And on that day in December, did not anticipate it being a year. I thought it was going to be just a couple minutes and then do something else. But life had other things in store. (laughs) I want to go back
0: to your comment about losing your way. Because those are big words
1: that no doubt relate to a lot of people. What does that look like? I think that more than anything, I became very wrapped up in kind of an invented narrative of who I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be doing. I, for example, have said for years I chose to work in healthcare and human resources, which was t- totally accidental. I can't tell you the number of times that I, I used words like that. And that was my narrative because I had, had told myself this story that, that healthcare was important. I needed to do something important and I needed to be needed. And I got so wrapped up in that and in being needed, in working for an organization that had 24 hour, seven day a week operations and that you know, they needed me late at night, that I, I forgot who I was. I was empty. I wasn't the best version of myself to my husband, to my kids, to my team. And I needed to kind of reclaim my why and who I was. And so that really is why I stepped away from that role. I was angry at the time. And it was just truly the best thing that's happened. Mm. Yeah, even though in
0: the moment it felt so awful, Ugh. right, and so confusing. And okay, so then let's back up. So you chose pause as your word for 2020, and we all know the year that 2020 was. So isn't it interesting <laughs> that you chose the word
1: pause? And then I know it was it was a big year for you. It was. Um, so I chose that word at some point in December, and really had the intention. That I was going to take a few weeks off, maybe a month, leaning into what matters most. I wanted to go on the field trip. I wanted to spend time with my husband. I wanted to spend time really thinking about where I would go next professionally. In 2020, including that role, I think I received. I know I received four W2s, and to me, that's just nuts. That was not the plan. So I, you know, that one, that job was one of those. And then I did a little bit of consulting work and learned a ton. Then I went to lead benefits at a, another organization for a, a short season. And that job was such a gift in hindsight because it was 100% remote. And so the world came crashing down around us in March of 2020. I started that role later that spring and had the huge gift of being able to be with my kids when they were remote, when none of us knew what was going on. And I just couldn't have anticipated that when I chose that word. How did the pause play out? Because, Kim, this does not sound like you were pausing. (laughs) (laughs) I promise I was. You know me. You know I was pausing. (laughs) So how did the pause show up? I think it showed up in a few different ways one i physically just slowed down i wasn't leaving for work before 7 a.m and not sure when i was going to come home i spent time kind of redirecting my energy on me i learned a lot about myself i spent a lot of time intentionally reading and learning I'm an Enneagram one. I know you're an Enneagram fan and learned a lot about myself through that. I learned I need to be at a smaller employer. I learned to kind of lead with more grace. And I just spent a lot of time reflecting. Reflection is not something that comes super easy to me. I am a high achiever and I tend to move at 100 miles an hour, kind of all the time, energizer bunny. And so for for a good bit of that time, not whether it was consulting or in between a couple of these positions, you know, not having somewhere specific professionally that I had to be gave me the space to kind of pause and reflect inward, um, which would not have happened otherwise.
0: Well, and it sounds like in this previous role i mean you had said the losing your way was you getting getting caught up in this invented narrative that was gone like y- you were choosing roles and opportunities at that point so it sounds like freedom to really yes. explore
1: who am i that's exactly right and during that time like i had mentioned i always prided myself on being in healthcare I started thinking about that and that why, why am I telling myself this story? What I love is human resources. What I love is helping people. When I think about my best days at work, it is when I can help someone or help an organization be their best. And I learned that I love operations. And so through that reflection, different doors opened up. Um, it's funny. So the role that I'm in now, that I've I've been here two years, and I love it. Um, It is just the best organization. I had coffee with a colleague in late February of 2020, and he mentioned this role to me. He was working with the organization and knew that they were going to be on a search for an HR leader, and it's a a small, Indiana-based manufacturing organization and very blue-collar for our production employees. And then I looked at him and I said, no, I know. I'm I do health care. The pause was so important because I couldn't have taken that job at the end of February of 2020. I needed that time for that reflection to be able to be who I am now as a leader. It would have failed miserably. And so I am just so thankful for that. Almost year long season of reflection that I wasn't planning for. Well, you were still caught up in the narrative at that time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
0: hadn't had some of those realizations yet. That's right. Yeah, it's so interesting. Well, and it, I got, I actually got goosebumps when you said, like, I love human resources. As I have seen you in action, you are such a great coach. You are so good at hearing, seeking to understand, getting at the root of what's really going on and navigating challenging situations. I see you do that so well. And it's interesting. So the narrative was really pinning you in, wasn't it? It was. You let go of the narrative and all of a sudden worlds open up. So then how is it that you got to the role that you're in now? You turned it down in February. How did that play out?
1: Yep. So I turned it down in February, went to another organization for several months, um, larger organization in kind of a smaller role than I had been in previously. And that was intentional. I had been in a smaller organization leading HR and I was, I was thinking about what I wanted to do next, I thought, you know, I think I would like to swing back somewhere larger, where there are more resources, where, um, where maybe I can learn from people around me in, in different ways. And I needed a break from doing it myself, frankly. Um, so that probably was part of the pause too, was I needed to sort of share the load in a way that I, didn't in my previous role. And so I did that for several months and I learned in that role, um, I I think I'm meant to be somewhere smaller. I like to have my hands in different things and be really intimately close to operations. And you can't do that in a, a, you know, multi-thousand employee organization in the same way that I can now in this organization where I, I know so many of our employees by name and can talk to them and know their spouse's names and what's important to them outside of work. And it's in that sort of intimacy that I feel like I can do my best work. Absolutely. Because the connection is there. The
0: realness is there. Yeah. it's. I know you've had some real challenges you've led through and I've seen your connection just really rise in those situations because you care so much about these people, you're really leaning into them. So one of the things, when we talked about this pivotal season a few weeks ago, one thing that I was really struck by during that time was, you know, one of the things that you recognize about yourself is like the achievement orientation, the needing to be in, con- in control. And you said to me that you were learning to have more self-control versus trying to control everything else. No doubt that resonates with a lot of people I know personally. It very much resonates with me. So talk a little bit about how did you come about that learning and what does that look like?
1: Yeah. So one of, one of the things that I learned about myself in being an Enneagram One, um, which is sometimes referred to as the perfectionist is that I have an intense need for things to be right, for things to be perfect. And so in that kind of quest to get everything all squared up and buttoned up and tidy, um, I would work real hard to control everything around me. And I think one of the really hard lessons that I learned, really important lessons that I learned in 2020 And probably large thanks due to COVID, so many of us learned this lesson. I actually can't control much at all except (laughs) for me. I can control me. I can control how I show up and where I give my energy and where I get my energy and where my boundaries are. And so that was just incredibly freeing and a journey. I screw it up most days still. But to even be able to articulate and know I can only control myself, even when I get it wrong, being able to say that was just huge progress for me. Yeah, it's really freeing, isn't it? And so no doubt
0: that mindset encourages you when something goes awry to look within and how am I responding to it? What can I do? But getting that,
1: gosh, it's a daily personal challenge for all of us. Oh, it for sure is. and. I learned I'm terrified of making a mistake. Like that is my greatest fear is making a mistake because I have this hardwired sense that I have to be good enough and I have to earn approval. And in this amazing role that I'm in now, I made a huge mistake. And our, I went, you know, I made the walk down to my CEO's office and was just, I mean, distraught. And he looked at me and he said, you are more valuable than your mistake. And it was in that moment that I think I really realized this whole kind of path and how I got to where I am now, um, just how important it was.
0: Yeah, because you could, in that moment, you could really hear that and know that it was true Yep. Uh, because of the work that you've done. As I think about you over the last couple of years, I mean, you are flourishing in this role. You are loving it. It has given you so much confidence and encouragement, hasn't it?
1: It has, for sure.
0: Because of the journey. So, you know, I started the podcast episode with we're going to talk about the power in the pause. How would you describe the power in the pause? That's a good
1: question. I think the power is really what we were just talking about as far as knowing that I can't control the world around me. Everything else had to kind of quiet and still in in a sense. Um, And I think that's what that pause was, was really kind of clearing out the clutter and the noise and learning that I'm responsible for me.
0: That's so good because only in the pause as you're quieting your mind. Are you able to hear what's going on within you? We get so caught up in all of the stuff around us and the noise and, and the work is not there. The work is within our own heads and our own hearts. And so the pause created space for you to do that work. That takes so much courage. Why is it, because it, it also, as I'm saying it, it's kind of like a, well, yeah, of course, duh. But what
1: is so hard about doing that work? Why do we resist that? So for me, I think it's that as a high achiever who has always kind of hung her hat on accomplishment, I didn't know if the people around me would think I was accomplishing anything or if it was enough. That was what had had held me back previously. Um, and again, one of the greatest learnings I think is that it doesn't matter if the people around me think it's enough. If I'm my best me, the best mom, wife, friend, teammate, leader, who cares if, if the path was a little bit of a roller coaster to get there? Thank goodness it was a little bit of a roller coaster to get there.
0: Thank goodness because of the learnings you had along the way, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have them. Gosh, that's so good. Because, it's again, it's the story that you tell. I mean, and the story can be told so many different
1: ways. So as I was thinking about our conversation and preparing for it, because, of course, I'm going to prepare for it. I'm a high achiever after all. I was scrolling back over through some LinkedIn posts. And almost two years ago, exactly, I had posted on LinkedIn. I took a picture of a just gorgeous um, sunset. And I wrote, along with the post, that I was driving home from work last night and had to pause to snap this picture. The sky was so perfect, and I could see God's work in it. My word for 2020 was pause. I made that choice before COVID hit and before a roller coaster of a year professionally. That roller coaster has ended in a place where I get the joy to work for owners who genuinely and deeply care for their employees. In a for-profit manufacturing world, this company unabashedly leaves from the heart and with a vision of creating meaningful jobs for people. That's the kind of HR I want to do, and I'm grateful. Uh, The sky made me pause in a busy week. I would have never stopped and taken a picture of the sky in 2018 or 2019. The intentionality that comes with that is
0: so good. Such an important message. What is the leadership lesson in your story today I mean what is it that you want people to walk away with Hmm.
1: I think it's just to listen to yourself to listen to those nudges and to have the courage to to do something that might seem totally unscripted and unlike you if that's where you feel nudged to go
0: Well, and then say it out loud. I love your story of you looking at Nathan with such seriousness and saying, I have to quit my job, right? Being willing to say it out loud. That's the leadership lesson. And only when you get quiet enough, it keeps going back to your pausing, will you hear those nudges and then going for it. That's right. You are such an inspiration. You know how much I appreciate you. So I want to tell our community a little something that you and I do. On most weekdays, Kim and I are sharing the things that we're grateful with, with each other. And it's become a practice that I so appreciate because I'm going through my day looking for things to be grateful for. Me too. And then Kim and I are texting each other in the morning, sharing those things. And I also get to celebrate all of the goodness in her life as she does that. So thank you for being my gratitude buddy.
1: Thank you. (laughs) It has met so much. If our
0: listeners want to connect with you, Kim, what's the best place? Where can they find you?
1: Yeah, LinkedIn.
0: I'm there. Easy to find, I think. Kim Ringham, thank you so much. Here's to 2023. Yeah. It's going to be a great year. I hope so. And here's to pausing. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story.